Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. When you think of quality of life, what comes to mind? Seriously, like, give it a thought. What, what comes to mind? Okay, you ready? All right, so now I want to go to my handy-dandy, and no, not notebook, but the Oxford Dictionary. Quality of life, according to uh, Sir Oxford, is the standard of health, comfort, and happiness experienced by an individual or group. We're going to read it one more again. The standard of health, comfort, and happiness experienced by an individual or group. Now, listen, okay. I feel like the older that we get, the wiser we become, the more that we evolve as a people. We are starting to realize that the jobs that pay the most are either A, extremely overwhelming, a high multitude of responsibilities, um, or just downright boring and nobody wants to do it. And so we have this influx on, and what sparked this idea was the fact of being at a job and just knowing that you are getting up, getting dressed to commute, to then go to a job that doesn't fulfill. And if it fulfills, it only fulfills a financial need. And then you go back into your car, you go back home to commute, you go back home, and then you have nothing left to give because the quality of life in just one portion of your life called work is outrageous. Now, I've done a thing where I've single-handedly throughout my life asked people, if you don't like your job, why are you there? And I always get the answer of, because of the money. Okay, time out. Okay, so made me think of quality of life. And getting off the hamster wheel of whatever this escalator of culture that we're just supposed to sit on this escalator and keep evolving and increasing the way that culture decided that we needed to do. And I'm, I just was thinking to the grit of quality of life. Is anyone really interested in how that works? Or are we all trying to get this big house that we can't afford, that we pull up into, that we're scared to open up a bill because, oh, my goodness, if one more thing comes in, ouch for our financial security. Um, are we all going to a job and we're smiling and we're, hey, how you doing? But at night we need to take a pill to go to sleep to regulate something in our bodies. Are we laying next to people that look good on the outside but doesn't fulfill anything in us in the inside? Are we going to prestigious schools just because, you know, um, it's of this particular caliber, but the student loan that you're about to get get on the end of that tail that dog is going to be outrageous when it starts barking like what are we doing are we having kids dressed and dripped in all kind of name brand and everything else but we have nothing in their college plans like what are we doing what are we doing i'm sure if our ancestors was able to get a view of what we were doing now in this current age the slap that will come from generations from three four years ago will be outrageous be something similar to Indian Baron, okay? Feel like a hot skillet coming across your face with it. And it just made me think, there's so many toxic areas in our life. And it's like, when is somebody going to slow down and say, listen, you know what? Let me change some stuff about my life.
That's the one thing that I love about the vibe of New Year's Day and approaching New Year and oh, New Year, new me, because it seems to be the only time of year that there is a consensus of let me evaluate my life, evaluate where I've been, evaluate where I'm going and make a conscious, at least a pencil to paper plan on what I'm getting ready to do next. Even if it's words on social media or just words spoken out loud, you know, New Year, new me, I'm going to do this. You know, the number one thing is diet. Then you go to I'm not going to be doing blah 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 no more I'm not messing with such and such no more and you're going to be cutting certain people off of your life and then it fades maybe two three weeks later just like the rest last rest in peace for the last celebrity that passed it's outrageous what we do to ourselves you should not be at a job that is a desk job that is any kind of job where you have nothing left to give once you get in the car you feel like bro I can go to sleep right now for the rest of the day that is outrageous just like we were talking about balance last time there are so many levels to attack in this relationally oh my goodness we literally need to take the deck of cards of our life, spread it across the table and see what is depleting me, what is adding to me, what do I need to reduce, what do I need to increase, and what am I aiming for? A lot of the times, people are in stagnant situations because they have nothing to aim at. They're not aiming at anything. At least when you were in school, the, the aim was the next grade. You were in first grade, you need to get to third grade. Okay, fifth grade, okay, middle school is coming. There was something to aim toward, an expectation placed on you. And it's like once people got out of school, that stopped. Then it became what? To get the new pair of sneakers before the next person? Boo! Yes, tomato splat. That's not, is that the goal? That's not the wave. It can't be. And then what was it? To get the cutest whomever? To see how many parties you can attend and be in the picture and, and have it posted up? Like what became the goal? And who gave us that goal? And why did you accept that goal? And what is happening? Sometimes you got to shake off the hamster wheel like things that came on to you from other people's expectations, the world, the culture, your family, whomever, and say, you know what? I don't like it. When I just read this definition, we're going to read it again. Because I read it and I'm like, this is, you can unpack this in so many different ways. The standard of health, comfort, and happiness experienced by an individual. Let's just talk about health because I seem to keep coming back to this because I feel like the one thing you got to take with you everywhere you go is your body. And no one wants to be, I've, I have yet to see someone on a really, really, really sick state in a hospital with a laptop on a lap, with a cell phone charger. or I mean, why is it that it takes for severe consequential situations to occur for people to then get a renewed on quality of life? Why does it take getting sick to realize you shouldn't eat certain things no more? Why does it take Getting to a rock bottom for you to realize who's there for you and who's not. Were your eyes not open before? And a lot of this is not a blame game. It's just a, maybe we need to have a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day experience more than just one day out the year. 
We have got to do better in our quality of life. And I may be getting a little bit passionate because when I get passionate, I get slightly angry, but it's a righteous anger. I want people to shake off and find what it is that is their quality of life. Their quality of life. So health, comfort, you know what wisdom and growing in age and an experience will show you? What makes you comfortable don't make me comfortable. For some people, they yearn to travel, look, you know, go. It's so much of the world to experience. They have this palette of just like, I mean, luggage is just, it has to be full and it has to be rolling across some type of, you know, TSA, whatever. And for some people, that's that, ah. Oh, on the other hand, for someone like me, not interested. I don't like the hustle and bustle of an airport. I don't like the hustle and bustle of taking my, just being, going through a scanner. Like, I, if I'm going to go somewhere beautiful, I don't want to feel like I'm going to the metal detectors of a jail. I'm just, I'm not interested. So to me, quality of life, as far as comfort is concerned, means something completely different. And that is why you have to take the time to learn yourself. I remember when I was like, you know, you trying to have your best summer and you doing all these different things. Man, I went to a weekend's worth of um, parties, day parties, brunch, and you know, nothing outrageous. Just like, oh, okay, this is what's, this is a busy weekend. By the time Sunday night hit, my body was super sick. Nose blowing, snot, couldn't taste my food, sound like snuffleupagus. It was outrageous because for my body and how I'm built, being up and down is not fun to me. It is not fun to come off of work Friday and be like, oh, you you got this particular event and then to go there and then what y'all wearing and then we get dressed and then we, oh, they got a day party on Saturday. And then, okay, we're going out for brunch, girl. Okay, that's cool. And then doing something Saturday night because <laughs> you already know. Meanwhile, back at the lab, my toes is hurting. I'm catching all type of fake pneumonia because I'm trying to dress to impress. I'm walking into facilities with inhaling things I don't inhale on a recreational level. So I'm trying to weed out the um, oxygen to that of the non-oxygen, if you catch my drift. And my body was like, um, excuse me. Yo, she, was, she was through with me. Excuse me. And because I didn't listen to the first excuse me, you know, I kept going. Yeah, she was like, okay, I got something for you. <laughs> okay. And I'm looking around with the people I was hanging with that weekend. I'm like, why is no one else sick? Because they having fun. Meanwhile, back at the lab, I'm choking. <laughs> you know? Trying to eat an, enough protein to sustain two days worth of turn up, if you will. And it was just outrageous for me. I have slowly learned comfort to me. I'm cool on it. If I had to choose between the brightest of the lights and the most comfiest of the threat count, Guess what? She's down with the threat count. You can call me what you want, but I'm comfortable. Listen, quality of life. I didn't make the definition up. I'm just, I'm just a messenger. Like seriously, get to what your comfort is. And full disclosure, the reason why I'm hyped the way that I am, I had a little experience at work. And I really sat down and I'm like, ma'am, what you doing? 
I like to ask why for a lot because I feel like you get to the nectar of your actions then backing up your mind state, right? I feel like if you can get your mindset, your actions will follow. As long as you got that sandwich, boom, mindset, boom, actions, the cream filling in the middle, it'll find its way because you already got it bookmarked on your why, right? So I'm sitting at work. It was absolutely terrible. Um, not going to disclose where I work, but let's just say it's the, you know, modern day job. You're sitting at a desk, you're under fluorescent lights. They got you doing a job of a thousand men, but yet it's you and, you know, a team of people. However, this is enough to be like, I can't handle it. And I, for once today, because I can't say for once in my life or once this week, I once, I just breathed and I asked myself, why are you doing this? And I went through the list of, you know, oh, you know, because the money, like, mm. so let me ask you this, because I'm a big proponent in if the answer is the right answer, it will fit no matter what the circumstance. So instead of hopping around physically in different circumstances, I make a virtual kind of like a, you know, like a smorgasbord, kind of like a Russian roulette kind of thing. It's like, okay, listen. If that answer is the right answer, that means no matter how I roll this next circumstance, it should fit. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So, oh, okay, this job, it pays, right? My next question of putting that same answer of, oh, finances keep you here, then I put it in another box of, okay, well, would that same answer fit if you were sick for a week? If you came back to your job after being out, God forbid, for a week with the overwhelming workload of a day now being times whatever five because you've been out for a week's worth. Would you go in there with the mindset to stay because the money? And I was like, mm. oh, oh, it makes you do the Elvis lip. Not so much. Okay. Okay, so the money, if the money you are being paid right now, if they asked you to come earlier, stay later, would you do it? Absolutely not. I'm not working overtime. You could forget about it. Why not? It's more money, isn't it? Abs absolutely not. And so I went through all the different, I'm actually just out loud, just having this conversation, not only with you, but I was having it. Not out loud because, you know, that would have caused some, some issues. But just having the conversation of why. I feel like the thing that keeps people propelling to the next level of whatever the path that they're taking is the fact that they have clearly identified their why. And if your why is able to be dismantled, then your why is not strong enough. Jesus's why was I came so that I can fulfill the law so that these people can have a better relationship with my father. So everything that happened through that, even when it was oh, God, take this cup from me, when it was getting overwhelming, his why superseded what was happening. And so I, I want everyone to get to a place where your why supersedes what you're currently feeling. I 
hated that we got to tap into something else to try to get our why from day to day. You shouldn't be up and down, up and down emotionally, mentally. Should I stay? I don't know. Kind of. And then I feel like the latter worst part of that is people start to find a functional way to to operate in dysfunction. FMLA and, you know, stress leave and, um, you know, taking pills. Like, so you found a way to cope in a place that is not adding to you. Outside of money, outside of title. I mean, let's really think about it. Seriously. If you had two part-time jobs for things that Two things that you absolutely said, you know what, I find worth, value, and I feel good about myself. I feel like, you know, I just feel like I'm doing a great job. With two part-time jobs, could that not equate to the one full-time job that's depleting you? That commute that you take, could you not go ahead? I mean, for crying out loud, if we was to tally up how much commuting time people were doing, we would have a seasonal job for a college student. If we can write off our commute, how rich would you be? You, you see what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to scale back and look at stuff and just like, what's the truth? What's the real reason why you staying in that job? What's the real reason why you staying in that relationship so that you can just say, oh, I've been with such and such for however many years. Yeah, but how many quality years did y'all have? How many quality years did you have? Where you're adding on to each other. You're learning new things about each other. You're sharing each other. You're learning individually. You're sharing collectively. You're just doing things that add on to you. Your happiness, your comfort, your quality of life. I mean, really get honest with yourself. When you really start asking yourself that question about quality of life, it makes you look at things way, way different. Why did you buy that house? Why did you buy that car? Yeah, I know that you got to go ahead and, and travel. I get it. But did it have to be that year? Make and model? You ha- you just had to get that particular one? Oh, they said no interest free for a year? Really? I mean, what's the, I don't, what are we doing? And who, who's, who, who are we following? And what is happening? Now, I get it. The American dream, the house, the picket fence, the two kids, the half of a dog, you know, the fruits and the vegetable patches in the back, the, you know, Susie Homemaker, she can cook really good. But I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we don't evolve with the times. Maybe that American dream is outdated. Maybe the days long gone are the days where mom stays home and dad comes in and dinner is cooked and, you know, everything is perfect and laundry is done, folded, smelling quite refreshing, may I add. What fabric softener is that, ma'am? But we'll get back to that. Where the dog barks just twice a day and, you know, the rooster is, you know, just meeting the sun and long gone are the days. Now, some people are holding on to that value And trying to bring it in to the new. And some are doing a great job. Some are struggling. Because everything has changed. Homework for children has changed. 
Oh no, it's no longer um A for Apple. Good job. Put it in your book bag. Show your teacher tomorrow. It's no longer um you know just read these four vocabulary words and study them and you have a speech at the end of the year because you did a good job socializing in kindergarten no ma'am no sir kindergarten you're reading and if you can't read this encyclopedia you being held back have a nice day they could i mean things are literally they're changing at some point grandmothers was able to have two three five it was nothing to go to grandma's house and she she has six kids Nine, sixteen, ten. I mean, you know, just roll the dice. How many you want to have? It's a struggle to raise one now. Because now we got to think, do we want to vaccinate them? Because they putting stuff in this stuff now. What's really going on with that? What kind of school you want them to? Do you want them exposed to public school? Do you want a home school? Do you want them to go to private school? How do you want them to dress? How do you want, what friends do you want them to have? What community do you want to be raised in? What, I mean, it's so many different, it's just, it's different now. And you have to have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity, and for crying out loud, the financial capacity to even make what was once a dream, to make it even a partial reality now. And so if that was something that was happening then, just imagine what else are we holding on to that we have not updated and evolved. You couldn't go to a store right now and find the first iPhone for purchase because it's outdated. Everything around us starts to get the hint of, oh, I have to update with the times. Try to find a VCR now. Try it. Try to find a TV with a tube on a a non-flat screen TV. Try. Try to find the camcorder you put on your um, you know, your shoulder because it's so heavy. Like try. So everything around us learned, oh, we gotta adapt. Everything but us. That's why it's important to find out quality of life. Is the house really that important to you? Or do you just want to get to a place at some point where you can say, okay, this is home. Like really weigh, why are you holding on to that standard? What's the, I mean, we're going back to the sandwich. What's your why? So that the actions and mindset can can follow. Because without a why, you have a watered down, interchangeable, ever-changing, evolutionalized, like it will always be one thing after another, after another, after another. That's why you got kids in college that they major changes so many times. You're like, listen, do you even know how to still spell your name? And while there's nothing wrong with that, before you even start anything, there should be a strong reason as to why I'm getting ready to do this. Not so I can graduate and get a better job and long gone all the days. You know, it's a real slap in the face to see people who have high school diplomas making bank because they got experience or, or they networked the right way early. It's a real slap in the face to say, I'm sorry, you went to school where? As a matter of fact, I have a supervisor right now. Who's making what an attorney would make just because he has experience under his belt. I know of someone who taught himself computers and is making as much as somebody probably with a student loan for going to IT and getting their, their, their degree in that. So if you're not careful, 
Whatever your why is has the capacity to be dismantled. That's why it has to be sandwiched behind something else. And it has got to be deeper than money, status, whatever you have. And even if you were to camouflage it behind, I just want to be able to provide for my family. Right. But you know what? If your family had the opportunity to um, choose between your absence and money or your presence, your value, which you bring on having a relationship with you in years that they can never get back, I guarantee you we're probably leaning toward the latter. And so when we're applying for jobs, even when we're applying, make sure that you don't have to like, eh. if you're making like mm, kind of faces, I mean, it's one thing to be desperate. Like I need some money now, just, you know, whatever I got to do, piece of delivery, Uber, what have you. I don't despise or look at any of that with the side eye because it makes honest money. And it makes, that's the only job I know that you getting money at the end of the day. So again, you can make your pros and your cons and you can make your pros shine out way, way more than the cons if you have your why really listed out. So this whole thing with the quality of life, the health, the comfort, and then the happiness experience, don't even get me started on happiness. Happiness is no one else's job but your own. You truly have the one job of figuring out what brings you joy. Keep measuring that throughout your life because it changes. And to introduce that to someone else or the people in close proximity with you. That's why that whole thing of people saying, oh, we outgrew each other. No, you stopped learning one another. That's why when you look at the friends that you were best friends with years ago, and you're like, I don't really understand. Or look at the person that you dated however many moons ago, and you look and you're like, huh? That's because when you updated, yeah, they didn't get the memo. The strongest people grow together. It shouldn't be a dinosaur experience, unicorn type of situation to hear that somebody is friends with someone from their childhood. It doesn't usually happen, but when it does, it shouldn't be, huh? We can have that if we put in the time, but that's a totally different conversation. I don't want to have with you like, yeah, when I have that conversation with you, I'm going to get, I'm going to dig my nails in that one because that one hits home. But I feel like, can we just have a January 1st, December 31st experience today? I don't want to wait till tomorrow. Like, I know you probably thinking in your head, you know what, tomorrow? I mean, no, no. Can we do it today? Can we have a healthy assessment of where we're at everywhere? Can we be honest with ourselves that every time we go ahead and get a new paying job and new money, we create a new bill? Can we just be honest that we're not financially disciplined? Can we just be honest that we're not financial we're not even disciplined when it comes to our health? That we eat things we know we're not supposed to be eating. We indulge in stuff that we know is not good for our body. We don't have the sleep that we need to have. Like, can we just be honest? And with honesty comes a, okay, what's important enough for you to want to change it? Or do you need to get a diagnosis or hear that somebody else was doing exactly what you did, but they didn't have the favor that you had, you know, the blessing or the quote unquote luck? How close to home does it need to hit for you to say, okay, I don't want to play like this no more? I mean, it seriously is something that as you get wiser, you start to realize, man, not only am I getting bat wings, like my triceps is getting looser than I would prefer, 
But the stuff that used to matter to me, it don't matter. Disclosure moment. I sold a Lexus because I just, I didn't, for what? For what? The parts, the labor, the maintenance, the gas, the oil, change, the, the expense of it all. For what? To drive where? To impress who? For why? And I, you know what? I didn't even have a car note. Right. You remember. I didn't even have a car note. It's just what I said in that car one day and I was like, why? You know what it took for me to really get a mm moment when I got a job that required for me to drive in uh, areas that had people circling my car like, "Ooh, this is nice. And to put a fear in my heart that mm -mm, I, don't, I don't. It made me look at it more. So I tried to keep it by doing, you know, human stuff. I bought a putt putt, you know, something reliable, point A, point B. It felt way more comfortable. And then I realized, oh, snap, I got more money in my pocket because of the gas. And the gas is lasting. And wait a minute. So when I go and get certain things, the oil change is not 50, 100 million. Oh, okay. And then so looking at that, I was like, okay, so I was pushed to make a decision on quality of life. I feel like we don't have to wait till we get pushed. Why wait for the pushing? Why don't you just get ahead of that and say, okay, mm. Stand back in the doorway like you would do a room and say, okay, what do I need to adjust in here? Because this could be way more spacious, way, way more enjoyable, way more joyous. If I arrange things differently, if I process things differently, if I approach things differently, if I let go of that, sell that, get that out of here, man. Get to the point that quality of life is literally the theme of your life. If it does not add to you, to your joy, to your happiness, to your health, to your comfort, then it is depleting you and the quality of it isn't worth it. So I really want, when you get off this phone, have just a real talk session with yourself. And just kind of write down, what am I doing when it comes to bettering me? The answer is not always school. The answer is not always change your job. The answer is not, but what are you working toward? What's, what's the anchor to that kite flying? What do we need to adjust? What do we need to sell? What are we holding on to that we're like, you know what? I, I, my why is outdated. Come on, tap into the quality of life. So that when you get to your, you don't have a midlife crisis or anything else to that. You don't have to have a midlife anything because you are identifying quality of life early. So get off this phone. Go ahead, do an assessment. And just truly be honest with yourself on your whys and see what needs to be adjusted. I love that I had this conversation with you because even I feel better because I, I was just boggled down. I'm like, listen, it was a rough day at work. And honestly, peace was brought to me when I realized I'm going to call somebody else and I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change in myself, but I'm also going to go ahead and initiate someone else to have a change in them too. Because I feel like, you know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And I feel like why grow by yourself? You know who I admire? And I'm going to close with this because I ain't going to hold you. I hear your background. You get ready. Okay, I'm not going to hold you. Harriet Tubman. 
The fact that she found her freedom and came back to help other people find theirs. That's the mindset that I have. That's how I'm wired. And so again, because I need to go ahead and just, because I could talk about this all day long. You already know. No, because it gets me excited. It's like, man, we have, we have something that we can aspire to, that we can reach, we can change. We're creative beings. We can move this stuff around. This stuff don't make us. We can make something else. Come on. Listen, don't have me throw this phone. Listen, all right. Get off the phone. Go do an evaluation, a real-life, true assessment of what you, whatever it is that spoke to you as we were having this conversation and just dig your nails into that. And I pray that, you know, whatever it is that God spoke to you while we were having this conversation, that you would be obedient to that so that you can get your quality of life. But all right, I ain't going to hold you. I just, you know, I'm trying to just, yeah, but um, actually, I think my chicken may be burning. Girl, let me, let me let you go. All right, got to go. All right, later. <laughs>